episode 46 of After the Pulpit. I'm Ian Hawkridge coming to you from Somerset West in South Africa. This is for the week ending the 10th of December 2023. The title of today's episode is A Bigger Picture and it's the second week of Advent. I'm reading from Mark chapter 1 verses 1 to 8, reading from the New International Version. The beginning of the good news about Jesus the Messiah, the Son of God. As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Amen. About six weeks ago, my niece gave birth to a baby girl, and there was much celebration in the family. She is the first girl to be born to that generation of Hawkridges after a whole series of sons. In most families, the birth of a child is cause for great celebration and excitement. And it is good that we celebrate the birth of the Christ child at Christmas time. But if we are celebrating the birth of Jesus and looking forward to remembering his birth, then why does John the Baptist appear each year in the readings for Advent? He is not a cozy, cuddly figure at all with his camel's hair clothing and strange diet. He probably looked more like a berghi or a tramp than a preacher. His message was thundered out like the prophets of old, calling people to repentance, to change the way they were living. And although people flocked to hear him, he probably offended many of them too. Doesn't this put a damper on the festivities even before they begin? There is a reason, though, for including John in Advent. And it's not simply that his birth makes up part of the birth story of Jesus in Luke's Gospel. It is his preaching that puts the birth of Christ into a much larger perspective. It is easy to focus upon the birth of a helpless child, and we get caught up in the cuteness and warm feelings of the Christmas season But we need to see beyond that if we're going to have the full picture. It is easy for the world to celebrate the birth of a small helpless child, but when we begin to talk about a king and a kingdom, things get a lot more complicated. We can see this in the response of Herod and the authorities in Israel 
as well as the later responses from Rome, and even the reactions of our present society to any talk of God's authority. Mark does not record the birth of Jesus, but begins his account with a statement about him, saying that he is both the Messiah and the Son of God. Immediately he launches into two quotes from Micah and Isaiah to illustrate what is really happening. The quote from Micah speaks of a messenger who will prepare the way for God. The Isaiah passage focuses on God's redemption of his people after they have been taken into exile. It speaks of restoration, not only of the people, but of the environment in which they live. Mark records the content of John's preaching as being a call to repentance in view of the coming kingdom. Matthew records John's preaching in exactly the same words that Mark uses for Jesus in Mark 1 verse 15. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. John is talking about the kingdom of God, which he says is coming and has come. The event that people have been longing for has already taken place, and their longing is fulfilled in the person of the one who will follow him, namely Jesus. Advent is about the realization that this longing is still here. Although Jesus came 2,000 years ago, the kingdom of God is still to appear in its final form. The words that we find in Revelation 11.15, the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever, have yet to become the reality in which we live. So the Advent season is not just a time when we long to celebrate the coming of a little child, but a time when we express longing for the consummation of God's kingdom here on earth. Then we can look forward to a time when the truth of another passage in Revelation will be revealed. From Revelation 21 verses 3 and 4 And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Amen. We're going to listen to a song now which really encapsulates everything that I've been trying to say. Written by Mark Lowry, it's called Mary Did You Know.
has come to make you new This child that you've delivered Will soon deliver you Mary, did you know That your baby boy Would give sight to a blind man Mary, did you know That your baby boy Calm the sea with his hand Did you know that your baby boy Has walked where angels trod And when you kiss your little baby You've kissed the face of God Mary, did you know Blind will see, the deaf will hear, the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know? That your baby boy will one day rule the nations Did you know that your baby boy was heaven's perfect lamb? This sleeping child you're holding is the great I Thank you for listening and I look forward to being with you again next week. Goodbye for now.